Go to Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 12 again. That's our foundation of scriptures. Uh, we're talking about crossing over for the takeover. I know last week we were, you know, I gave you some inspirational uh, exhortation concerning valuing the light. But what I'm teaching on is what? Who remembered? Christ crossing over for the takeover. You guys should know this. And let me say this. If you listen and you don't go home and listen again, more than likely, you know what's going to happen. You will not remember. What's the trick of the enemy? The Bible tells us immediately. He comes to steal the word. But guess what? If I'm not caught off guard, then you can't steal it from me because I'm intentional about keeping it. Praise him. So we're going to start at Jeremiah. We got some work to do this morning, and I got a lot of scriptures. I won't try to overwhelm you, but we're going to work this. Somebody say work it. See, when we come into the house of the Lord, we should come in. I want answers. If it take you a little bit more work to give me the kind of cake I need or the cake I want, then take the extra 50 minutes so the cake can bake and rise the way it should. Right? So this morning, we're just going to sit back. Put your seatbelt on as they tell you when you're flying or you're driving. Just, you know, we're going to sit here. I know there was times when I've been on a flight, and it just seems like you want to get off the plane. But guess what? The plane hasn't landed. You could kill yourself. You could try to jump out before time for it to land, before the time. Excuse me. So this morning, put your seatbelt on and just say, you know what, God? Hey, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to listen for you. And when this plane lands, I'm going to get off of here fully prepared. For the destination, right? Who's ready to be prepared for the destination? Man, you don't want to arrive somewhere and, and, and luggage back in another direction. And uh, No, no. And that's what has happened in the body of Christ a lot. We, 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 are, we try to arrive places that we're not prepared for. And then mad with God. There are believers who are mad with God right now. And we're going to talk about that. So y'all going to work with me? Praise God. And if you're watching this and if you get tired and you're not used to sitting down and listening to the word, take a break and come back. Praise God. Isn't that good? That's a good thing, right? You can take a break and come right back. Okay, so let's get started. So in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through, we're going to start at 4 and we're going to go to verse 12. And I'm going to read a little quickly, but I have to interject when Holy Spirit leads me to, okay? Because even though some of you guys have heard this, we always have new people who are joining in. So we're going to be patient. I don't know why I keep saying this, but somebody said, I'm going to be patient today. I'm going to get everything God have for me. Praise him. God is good. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, this was to Jeremiah, but I say this, you know, each time I um, explain this verse, I have to say this, and especially if you're new, that this can apply to us new creations, that God is not a respective person. And just like God had a plan for Jeremiah's life, he have a plan for your life. You were born on purpose. Somebody say, I was born on purpose for a specific purpose. So listen, it says, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Now, I said this on last week, and I'm going to say it again today, that God was saying to him that before you were in your mother's womb, you did not catch me off guard. Even if your parents said you were an accident, you were not an afterthought to God. And a lot of times I believe that because... Um, the environment people were raised up in, it, they, it's hard for them to embrace their God-given assignment. A lot of times it's hard because if your parents or somebody around you, maybe they didn't know any better and they told you, you know, when they were angry, I didn't want you anyway. Or maybe you heard people around you, you know, that talk negative about you. Then sometimes it's hard for you to see yourself the way God sees you. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but somebody need to hear that. But God told him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
Is that not good news? Somebody should have shot it right there. Look, he says, I had already sanctified you. I had already set you apart. And then he says what? I ordain you a prophet to the nation. So in other words, God said that it was, it was finished before you even got started. I just heard that. Somebody say, it was finished before I even got started. Wow. So for somebody the devil's been telling you you're not going to make it, you need to let the devil know that it was finished before I even got started. I never heard that before. Is God not amazing? Wow. So those who worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, when you know God got a purpose and a plan for your life, you won't be anxious. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to show you something. You're going to be glad you came in here today. You're going to be glad you viewed this. And it says, before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So he didn't um, have just a little plan for his life. Have a big plan. And the same thing for you. God doesn't have little plans. Come on, so he doesn't have little plans. No, God is a big God. You know, you sing about how big and so strong and so mighty. Do you mean this stuff? There's nothing too hard for them. So when the enemy try to tell you that your life is, is insignificant, that you'll always be the garbage man, nothing wrong with the garbage man, but God have a bigger plan. But if you are the garbage man and that's all you think you're qualified to do, then you'll miss that big plan. There are some people who are living beneath their kingdom privileges because they just don't know who they are just yet. I was reading about a young man that was a janitor in a school, and he said every day as he was cleaning up that school, the principal would tell him, there's more to your life. He said every day he would clean up, and to one day he, he gained enough courage to go back to school, got his GED. Then after he completed his GED, he said he was encouraged, just, it was just a strong unction to go back to, uh, to go to college. So he went to college. He graduated from college and started teaching at that same school that he was a janitor. And they said today he's the principal at the school that he used to clean up. <laughs> what happened? He made a decision to start believing in the God in him. Some of you guys need to start believing in the God in you more than those other outside forces and voices that you've been listening to. Who said you couldn't learn? See, I'm getting ahead of myself. Who told you that? Well, you know, when I was in school, they said I couldn't learn math. Maybe you couldn't learn it the way they taught it to you. Let me go over here. I believe, thank God I'm a proud homeschool mother, that any child can learn if they're taught the way they can get it. There are some children who are visual learners. If you show them, hey, they can put it together. There are some other kids, you know, hey, you can explain it, put it on the paper, and they can just look at it one time and go for it. Does that mean that that child who can go for it after the first time is smarter than the one who takes maybe the 99th time to get it? Or you got to show them how to put the plan together? I don't know who needs to hear this, but some of you guys, you need to become aware that just because you couldn't get it the way they taught it to you <laughs> doesn't mean that you're not smart enough. Yeah, you're more than smart enough. <laughs> you're more than good enough, said the Spirit of God. I've always told my kids, as a matter of fact, we didn't even focus on grades while they were in school. They didn't even understand grades until they got to, to this program that they were in through high school. They didn't even know what a grade was. My children used to ask me, well, well mom, if it's say 3.5, what that mean? I had to think about it because I, I don't know. Because <laughs> my thing was, I want you to learn, not for a grade. 
And I don't want a grade to ever determine how you feel about yourself. There are some grown people because they didn't go past the C level, the D level, or the F level that's living beneath their kingdom privileges, their kingdom's right today because of a grade. Who need to hear this? I'm trying, I wasn't even trying to hit this. Well, my child makes straight A's, but they can't even understand how to run a vacuum cleaner. Just have good memorization. So that makes your child smarter than the next person's child who might just be failing because there's no one in the system that has realized this child just might need extra help. Somebody that can take time and sit down and don't have 40 people in a classroom running wild. Okay, so you viewed in just for that. God needed to help you. I wasn't even trying to stop. I wasn't even trying to stay there or stop right there, but God wanted to help somebody because there's too many people walking around here right now with low self-esteem. What do you mean low self-esteem? Self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. And that causes you to have poor self-image, okay? That's how you see yourself. So if I feel bad about myself, I can't see myself the way God see me. And if I can't see myself the way God see me, I'm going to feel bad about me. If you can cause a man to feel inferior about himself, you don't have to worry about him going to the back door. Because he'll create one. When you think you're not good enough or smart enough, children of God. Now, this is not a quote-unquote black church, but let me talk to my people. No one can make us feel inferior ever again without our consent. Notice I said ever again. So stop all of this I, black, the white man holding me down. The, the, let me tell you something about a covenant man, not a colored man. A covenant man can't be held down by not one demon in hell unless that covenant man decide to. God don't see color. Oh, wow, I hate when people say that. People, because they lying, because they know they can see what, what they call color. But God doesn't. There's one, one blood. And if you buy into I'm black and I got to get in the back, that's where you're going to be. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think because of your color you can't go to certain places, then that's what's going to happen for you. But don't be mad with the rest of us covenant people who made a decision. <laughs> that the first shall be last. And the last, it's time for us to be first. I don't know why am I going here. This ain't even where I was supposed to go, Holy Ghost. Running around here and training your kids up with that foolery. Your child is not inferior to anybody. And they don't have to prove it. I don't have to prove I'm a woman. I don't have to prove anymore. Now, there was a time I didn't know any better. Some of you guys are walking around with a chip on your shoulder. Your children walking around with it. And that creates challenges. God is the one who will vindicate. Well, what is he doing now? Waiting on you to line up with the plan. Waiting on, your, on you to line up mentally. But I don't know who he had to hear that, but somebody need to hear that. And he says, Our Daniel prophet to the nations then said, I, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. See, mentally, he wasn't there. Not to see what God, God called you a prophet before you were born. And all you can think about is I can't speak for I'm young. Don't talk about Jeremiah because I, I will submit that there are more than four or five Jeremiah's thinking people in here today. Maybe 10 or 20. What vision has God showed you for your life? 
that you can't embrace. Me, a business owner, I can't do math. Once again, Adam, who told you that? Who said you couldn't do math? <laughs> and is math a requirement for you to own a business? Let me tell you how good our father is. Where he guides, he provides. Where there's a vision, he make provision. You might know, not know two times two, but when God get through sending the help that you need. And let me give you a nugget. <laughs> if there's something that God put in your heart to do, you can do it. But see, a mentality will tell you that I can't afford to hire nobody to teach me something. Just like you can afford to pay for that stuff that you can't. Okay. Buying the children stuff they don't need. Invest in you. Decide, okay, the teacher said I couldn't learn math, but you know what? They got all kind of online courses right now. You can teach yourself just about anything that you want to know from the privacy of your home right now. What's the real excuse? Okay, let me, let me go through here. Then said I, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. Keep going. God is speaking. But the Lord said to me, do not say. See, God, God, God is trying to help him, like God's trying to help some people in here. Somebody say, God is trying to help. What you mean trying? Ain't he in control? God in control, if you let him be. If God was really in control of people's lives, the way y'all say, everybody would be living right, doing right, be packed out in here this morning. God created us free moral agents. What do you mean? I have a freedom of choice. I can decide whether I'm going to agree with him, and I can decide not to. So God told Jeremiah, don't say that. Pastor Trace is telling Shekinah Glory and those out there who's viewing, stop saying the negativity about yourself and your life, talking about your flaws and what you can't do when God said, yes, you can. He created you. He know what he created you to do. And it says, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you should go to all whom I send you. You're going to go. <laughs> and it says, look, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. See, that's my philosophy on life, that once I found out who I was in Christ, I'm going to say what God say. And I'm going to speak what he tell me to speak. And see, somebody need to hear this. One of the reasons why God can't use you to your maximum capacity is because you're so worried about them and not him. See, when you start speaking and saying what God wants you to say, when you line with his purpose, it causes naysayers. I was thinking yesterday, and I'm going to be very transparent because Jesus took my guilt, shame, and blame. Sometimes my life can be um, feeling sometimes of loneliness because, God, I don't say that I'm lonely because I'm never alone. Feelings of that because it's very few people that I could talk to about my assignment, very few and understands. And the ones who I thought that were close to me and that could, they, they turned away. <laughs> but you know what? If I got to do it all over again, if I had to start all over again, as long as I got Jesus, we're the majority. I remember coming to church on Sunday mornings and sitting by myself and thinking to myself, God, I would love a family. I would love to have people who was with me that supported me and I, I really did there were many days I would come to church and you know as I started the ministry and I felt the feeling of loneliness as far as physical people because I knew God was with me but when I got up this morning man when I tell you my kids have taken care of their mother this morning and they'll tell you I'm just all smiles I'm just like ah, God you're so good I went you gave me triple for my trouble not double triple for my trouble 
But I want to talk to that person who's so concerned about the crowd that you can't do it without the crowd. Let me tell you something. If you're waiting on the crowd, <laughs> you might be waiting. And there are people, whether we believe it or not, in our lives that can become envious of your assignment. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So don't, don't everybody be quiet, okay? You can say amen. They won't get you. They might not see you on the live. Praise God. And it reads, okay, he says, do not be afraid of their faces. And that happened to me. I want to talk about me once again. I was afraid of the people. When I first got started out, I was so concerned about hurting somebody else's feelings that if I let my light shine, it would dim somebody else's. But let me give you a nugget. There's enough light for everybody in the kingdom to shine that want to shine. I'm not doing it anymore. I did it for years. Suffered from people approval because I wanted the people to see what God saw in me. And everybody's not going to see it. And some, let me give you a nugget, don't want to see it. Check this out. Say she free now, though. See, if you free your mind, man, the rest, I promise you, as the kids will say, is a wrap. <laughs> once, let me say this once again. Somebody need to hear this because it came up loud. No one can make us feel inferior without our consent. No one, not your mama, not your daddy, no one in your life can make you feel inferior without your consent. Well, if my boss could see it, I would feel better about my skills. No, 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 no. No one else can make us feel inferior without our consent. Some people on these jobs that demeanor you, so now you're walking out with self-esteem on the floor because you're working for somebody who's insecure. No, I'm not doing it. And if I'm somewhere where I got to pick myself up off the floor every day, then I'm in the wrong place. I don't know who needs to hear this. I, your, your money is not worth my self-esteem. <laughs> well, I got to work somewhere. Ask Holy Spirit where you're supposed to be. I didn't tell you to quit your job, but I know God is not going to lead you to some place that's going to tear you down when he, he's calling you to be built up. And I might stay here for, for, you know, until I can get my stuff. But we won't be having no 20-year anniversary. We're not going to have a 30-day anniversary because what I'm going to be doing every day, I'm going to find me a Tracy Ricks. Y'all not listening to me. I'm going to find me a Pastor Rex Ricks, somebody that can help me get my esteem up. Because if I can see it, I know I can be it. You're not going to hang around us too long and stay on the floor. And if you're still on the floor, that's because you're making a choice to be on that floor. I don't know who needs to hear this. He says, do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. So see, I said sometimes those feelings of loneliness would come over me. But I know that God said, he'll never leave me. I'm with you. So I don't know who else needs to hear this. God is with you. And see, I was used to having 10,000 people around me. You know, I grew up in a family, a large family. But when God called me, he called Tracy. And I had to learn, as we used to sing in the church I grew up in, send me, I'll go. If I have to go by myself, y'all do all this singing. Send me, I'll go. Well, there's plenty of days when you might be on that road by yourself. Keep going. Somebody going to get free today. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. Somebody said, he's already anointed me and appointed me for my assignment. You should have shouted right there. Some, that should have been good news for somebody who's been. 
Let me talk to my high school graduates, because I know you guys just graduated. Let me talk to my college students. Don't let a demon in hell, look at my face, stop you from what God told you you could do. <laughs> there are children who graduate from college that cannot fulfill their God-given assignment because of something that happened to them through the process of trying to go to college. They've lost themselves. Some of your professors, oh, let me, mm. if they had the answers, they might not be doing what they're doing. So stop depending on them for your security and to know that you can do what God said you could do. You got to know what you know for yourself. And maybe you flunked out. If they still use that word. Maybe you flunked out of college, but that don't stop your destiny. <laughs> Maybe you passed, thank you, Lottie. Yeah, what's that? The next level after summa cum laude. <laughs> the ones of us that came out and said, thank you, Lottie. Anybody else came out and said, I didn't care about the Lotties when I was in college. I'm going to tell you the truth because the first two years, I, well, anyway. So when I graduated from the University of Alabama with my degree, I was one of the thank you loudest. I wasn't worried about no court, nothing. Just thank, give me my degree. And me and you good. Thank you, Lord. And didn't stop nothing that God had. Now, I'm for all of that. If that's what you want to do, if that's you, but for those who that's not you quite yet, don't feel like God don't have an awesome purpose and a plan for your life. No, who needed to hear this? Matter of fact, when I graduated from college, I remember looking for jobs. And would walk through the door and people would tell me, if you was here the day before, we would have hired you. And I remember going through those times, just feeling insignificant, insecure, self-esteem on the floor. And now that I look back over, the man's rejection was always God's protection in my life. Amen. God didn't let them open up that door. Who needs to hear this today? There are times, God loves you so much that when you want to be in his perfect will, when you are serving him, he'll hold things up just for you. Oh, that's good. That's how good he is. If God would have opened up those doors, I can almost guarantee you I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Okay, I don't know who needs to hear that. So you're running around with, with low self-esteem because the them? And let me tell you a sign of true maturity. And I know most believers are not there, but I can teach you how to get there. The sign of true maturity is, God, I want what you want for me. If you don't want that for me then I don't want it. Some of you guys have been crying about a closed door and God is saying, listen, I'm trying to protect you. Wow, okay. Y'all looking at me like, oh, who is it? Thank God for, for deliverance. Thank God for a word. Thank God for a man and woman of God who can hear. That's what we should be thankful for. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, that's how good God is. When God gives us an assignment, he'll put it, put it inside of us. You don't have to be worried about nobody taking away from you what God has put in you. I was telling our oldest daughter, you know, when she started college, and she's some of the core classes, she was like, Mom, I just don't like math. I don't like the science. I'm like, I said, listen, that's because it has nothing to do with what God has placed on your life to do. Now, now you can give us a paper. You can give us something to write. You can, we, we, we go on. We, we are there. I said, so once you start getting into your major, the things that you were created to do, I said, you, the, the struggle you have as far as trying to do the work for the things that you're not created to do, that that's not a part of your DNA, then it'll become easy. Now she told me, Mom, you know what, you were right, Mom. You know, I'm da-da-da-da-da, because th th that's not a part of my assignment. Now you can do it, 
Well, you said we could do all, yeah, you could do it. But for most of us who don't have that gift of want to do the math, I don't know who needs to hear this. Then there's this kid over here can, can do math all day long and, and don't give them a paper because they looking at you like, what? And if us parents would learn this, then some of these kids wouldn't live through the hell they living through. Children want to commit suicide because you threatening them if they don't get an A in math, if they don't make straight A's, then you're going to put them out the house and you're going to treat them like they're insignificant? Children under stress because of parents that don't have an understanding. Well, Johnny made all A's. Everybody here making all A's because of your low self-esteem. Because you want to prove to the crew that all your kids can make straight A's and, and one of them about to go crazy. That's a word for somebody. Is it worth their mental health? I, I don't know how God is just, he's speaking. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. Let's keep going. And the Lord said to me, behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations. Had I already declared it before it was done. Okay, he says, and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. He told him exactly what he had called him to do. Let me give you another nugget. God know exactly what he called you to do. If you invest the time to listen, God will invest the time to speak. Most people don't want to do that, though. That's, you know, that's too much time because you got to watch the housewives. You know, it's too much time because what, what's the latest movie out? But, but you, you, you broke and broken. But Jesus took my brokenness, but you don't, know how to, you, don't, you don't know how to operate in it. And wondering why you're still in that same situation. Wow. Let's keep going. I know God is speaking. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? So God is asking you, what do you see for your life? What do you see? Because you got to see it in order to be it. You got to. Yeah, God told him, I have already ordained you a prophet to the nations, but what do you see? Because God is not going to violate your will. If God see you as the principal and you see yourself as the janitor, guess where you're going to stay? You can't be mad with God. There are people, I will submit to you, not in here but out there, who are angry with God about their life. God, why am I sister succeeding and I'm not? Maybe, miss, maybe it's because she got an agreement with God's plan and purpose for her life. And you shouldn't be angry with any of us who decided to follow God's plan in spite of the odds. God would be a respected person if he raised up the janitor to the principal and you've been doing the same thing and you say you praying too. But the difference is he got in line with God's word. He got an agreement with God. He decided that he was going to see himself the way God saw him, and that caused promotion to take place. That's why religion is so, it's dangerous. Because religion was tell you, oh, my gosh, and I know somebody's going to get angry, but I got to help you with that spirit. You know, you know uh, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. So when you feel like you're just a nobody trying to tell everybody, you're not going to raise up from the janitor position. Because you don't feel worthy. God said you could be the principal. And you're like, no, no, this is good enough. I'm, I'm humble for Jesus. No, you're ignorant for Jesus. There are people who have a zeal for God, but it's just not according to knowledge. And God has a way, okay? His way is the only way that's going to work if you want to see results. If we want to see results, we got to line ourselves up 
with his word, with what he has said. So Jeremiah, what do you see? Now ask yourself, put your name there. Tracy, what do you see? And let me give you a nugget. Even if your circumstances say something contrary, we still got to stay locked in. If this is what God has said, and this is only what I see. And see, I teach my clients about the imagination. That root word with imagination is that word, uh, yes, sir, okay, which is image. Yes, sir. That means that conception takes place to conceive. So when I visualize my future, when I see me the way God see me, I'm getting pregnant with that thing. And as long as I don't abort that baby, you can be living in a house with people that's not pregnant, that don't want you to have that baby. But if that mother decides that I'm going to keep this baby, it don't matter what anybody else say or think of what they're doing. And I'm going to protect my baby. You're not smoking weed over my baby. Y'all not, y'all, y'all. <laughs> my mama told me this. She said, Tracy, when I was pregnant with you, she said, I never did all that stuff. But she said it was just always in me to make sure that I didn't let people come around me doing certain things. She tell me this all the time. And I was thinking the same thing even when I was pregnant with our kids. You know, you don't want to be in an environment. You make sure you don't, a real wannabe mother hanging around people that you know can do anything that could harm your baby. So why is it spiritually speaking with this baby that you're pregnant with, you're hanging around people who want you to abort that baby. They don't want you to have that baby. And let me give you guys a nugget. The devil use anything and anybody that's open. Yes, he will. Anything and anybody that's open. What do you mean anything and anybody? Anybody. Peter. Well, I won't deny you. We know in your right mind you wouldn't. But when the enemy get a hold to you, when they say something got a hold of me, <laughs> yeah, the enemy get a hold to your mind. And now the very person that, 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 that supported you, that undergirded you, you can't even like what they do. Let me go over here. Well, she told my social media. It, it happens in real life. Social media just lets you know what a heart is. That's all. God so loved the world he gave. It's automatic to support and love what you love, what you say you love. Okay, what nobody say. Don't try. Oh, you just sensitive. You're sensitive to the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to stay that way. So anyway, it says, then the Lord said to me, I'm sorry, came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. So if you can see well, guess what that means? You can also see bad. God said, you have seen well, for I am what? Ready to perform my word. Well, what this got to do with crossing over? God said, he's ready, but are you ready? You got to be ready to cross over for this takeover. And I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I've decided that I'm ready to see God's word performed in my life. I'm crossing over. I'm leaving Egypt. I have left Egypt because I know that whatever was back there, it wasn't good for me when I was there. And I'm not looking back. As the old folks would say, why have a look back mind? Lot's wife. <laughs> I'm not looking back. And there are those of you who's so busy looking back to the people that you left behind that you can't stay focused on what's ahead of you. I decided that I'm so focused and locked in on what God has said that that means that anybody that's back there, hey, I pray for you, but I'm not looking back because I'm so focused on what God has shown me. Because, see, I couldn't see it when I was with y'all. So why would I want to look back and go back and try to get you? And now 
I'm feeling better, I'm looking better, I'm finding better, I'm acting better, and I'm living better. Why would I want to go back? I'm going to talk about me because I suffered from, once again, people approval. And I, I felt like, you know, I don't want them to feel like I have left them. They had the same opportunity. There are people in your life that have the same opportunity, won't even watch a video. What am I worried about you for? Every day, each one of us have the same amount of time in a day to do whatever we want to do. Oh, God, somebody, somebody need to hear this. But God told me to tell you, in order to cross over, He's ready to perform his work. You got to see it. And you got to see yourself the way he see you. There are some characteristics that you got to pick up as you cross over. And I gave you number one on last week. Who remember what it was? You got to no longer see yourself as an old sinner and not worthy. You got to see yourself that I don't care if you, I'm telling you, you could have killed 10 people. You still see yourself the way God see you. Maybe you didn't see yourself like that. That's why you got into that trouble. But now that you're a new creation, Oh, that's been wiped away. Matter of fact, let's go to Colossians 2.14. I'm sorry, yeah, Colossians 2.14 in the Passion. I got 18 minutes, Lord Jesus. So I had to lay that foundation. Man, well, why are you sounding like that? Because I'm talking to that spirit that's been talking to you of the Antichrist, telling you what you can't do, and God said, yes, you can. It's time, as I heard the old people say, the bottom rail to shift to the top, but it's not going to shift with the wrong mentality. Some of y'all looking at me when I'm too old. Who told you that? Who said you was too old, Adam? Listen, it says, because of Jesus. Somebody said, because of Jesus. Okay, he canceled out every legal violation we had on our record. So why can't you see yourself like, well, you don't know. I got a federal record. Wipe clean. And stop reminding God of all your imperfections in your past like he don't know. Do you hear me? Thank you. Jeremiah's with the S on it. More than one. Look, he says, we, he counts out every legal violation he had, we had on our record. And the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us, he erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it. Click the button and you can't even find it. It's gone. But what do you see? Concerning the vision he showed you for your life, a smoke over your life. So he deleted it. I told you guys on last week, there are some of you guys who are more computer literate than me, I'm sure. But if you have a document that you hadn't saved and you delete it, can you find it? It's gone. Okay? It says, look at this. He deleted it all, and they cannot be retrieved. Wow. So why you keep letting people around you bring it up? Someone recently was telling me, Man, you remember back when we was in college and when we did X, Y, Z, I guess they wanted to reminisce. But I'm like, what's the purpose of this? That, that, that old dog, he definitely don't hunt. And that old girl, she dead. Well, you trying to act like you didn't have a past? I'm so busy looking at my future, I don't try to think about the past. Well, what would you tell your younger self? Nothing I can tell her to change. I'm talking to my future self. I'm busy talking to the future, Tracy. You got this, girl. You got, I don't care what you did in 1999. You got this, girl. I don't care how you live back then. You are a new creation in Christ. I can't talk to my old self and my future self at the same time. And my old self, she gone. Now, who needed to hear that? 
and stop letting other people bring it back up. And it says, look, everything we once were in Adam have been placed, what, onto his cross and nailed it permanently there, what, as a public display of cancellation. It has been canceled. Gone. Now, Jeremiah, what do you see? Who is the person that you see now? Well, you don't know how many babies I had and I wasn't married. What do you see now? You born again, virgin you? Well, the world says no such thing. That's not what God said, though. Are you going to listen to the world? Are you going to listen to God? Whose report will you believe? Well, you don't know what I did. I know God is angry with me. Go to Isaiah 54, verses 9 through 10. I got to show somebody this, and then we go on to number two. We're talking about the characteristics it's going to take, okay, as you're crossing over for the takeover. Don't look back. Elena, whatever you did in your past, it's in the past. And my past will never determine my future. Matter of fact, I heard Holy Ghost saying this. Just use some of that crap, you know, that, that was in the past, since you keep wanting to bring it up, to help you grow towards the future. What you mean? If you was a drug dealer back then, use them same skills in the kingdom for this business you don't feel like you qualified for. If you fought everything that, stood, that, that wasn't standing still when you was in your history, now fight these demons over here and let them demons know you're not going to take me and my family. What you mean? We don't fight demons in the spiritual realm, baby, since you want to be deep about it. The same tenacity I had in my history that I didn't play over there, I brought it into the kingdom. If I could be committed to the nightclub ministry, I could be committed to God's ministry now, telling people about Jesus. Just use them same skills that you let the devil use since you want to keep talking about your history and bring them over into the kingdom and let God sharpen them. There are a lot of people who confuse with life because they don't know how to use their skills. If you can run a, a million-dollar drug, drug business, I need you over here. It takes skills to have organization to run those type of street businesses. <laughs> Y'all looking at me like, ooh, who told her? It's been deleted. Don't worry about it. For, okay, let's go ahead and read this. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. For I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. You look, see what God is saying? He says, for the mountain shall depart and the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. Somebody say, God is not mad at me, but he's madly in love with me. But see, when you don't understand this, and church folks tell you he mad because you did what you did. No, so you mad because he freed me from what I did. You big mad. Because the one that came up in there with all the babies, she outshining your behind now because you're too busy gossiping about what she did. Jealousy in the house of God. Oh, I don't know why. God told me to tell y'all something. I see why he just said that. Jealousy. Somebody say jealousy. It's rottenness to the bones. Go to Proverbs 14 and 30 in the NIV term. I got to show them somebody something. Got to be envious of anybody. One thing I tell our kids all the time, me and my husband, is, is even as siblings. You got people raised up in the families. Why are, you, why are you jealous of your sibling? God blessed our son, which he had already blessed our daughter. 
And what blessed me about her, I was so excited. We were talking about it, and she was so excited. Ma, I can't wait to, to he see what, what he got for his graduation. And I just can't wait to he. She's just all excited. But see, some folk, what? How, how, how he get that? What, what, what? Pastor got a new car? What? How she get that? Trust in God. Somebody had the to call me. I'm so proud of the new Tracy Ricks. Proud in God. How y'all do that? They were bold enough to ask me, and I was bold enough to tell them. I said, God, we pay our tithes, and we sow big seed. And the comment was, I pay my tithes too. And I had to go further since I said she wanted to go there. I said, we sow thousands of dollars every month. I have partnered with three, with two ministries and one television station right now, every month. Not including my pastors and my bishop that I sow into, not monthly, weekly. So what you trying to say? What I, I said, <laughs> what I said. So then they turned around and about 30 minutes later they called me back and they said, I just wanted to make sure you were mad. <laughs> I ain't mad. I didn't want you to be mad when you know, because see, I can respect, and if you're watching this, because you probably won't, but if you're watching this, I'm going to tell you what I respect about what you did. You were bold enough to come instead of talking about me behind my back. And I'm not mad. I love you, sugar, because see, confrontations are comforting for the new Tracy Wicks to get clarity, okay, to confront an issue that we need to discuss. Because if it was bothering you like that, I don't want the enemy to challenge you, and then you lose your rest and some other things because you're worried about me and mine. Not mad with you, because some others was thinking it, but they just weren't bold enough to say it. But one thing I've learned from my pastors that renewed my mind, if you're not afraid to go there with me, and I'm going there. And it, God got all the glory. I didn't raise my, I was so proud. I didn't cuss. I didn't get angry. I smile. Because I'm like, Dev, I've been waiting on this day. I passed this test. Mm. Somebody said, that's a good feeling. Because see, the old Tracy Ricks would have been, you know, when I said it, I would have had to get all, you know, teary. Oh, what you, you know. No, she didn't even raise her voice. And guess what? She didn't think about it after that. She just left it right there. See, the old Tracy would have been thinking, why are they saying that about me? Why are they talking about me and my family? They talked about Jesus. What make you think you're exempt? Somebody looking at me like, what's she talking about? Ask me out the church and I'll make sure. Listen, let's talk about envy. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. So I just you know, heard something when I was reading this. If a heart at peace give life to the bones, to the body, and envy writes the bone, what is this saying? Let's flip-flop this, Dr. Frederick K.C. Price. A heart of envy causes death to the body. You sitting up here dying. Wondering why you have high blood pressure, envy. So you get high blood pressure when you try to figure out how Pastor Rick's doing what he do. That, that'll cause high blood. Because, see, in the natural, we don't know how we do what we do other than God. Because it won't make sense to your natural mind. Because the things of the spirit won't make sense to your natural mind, boo-boo. 
It don't make sense how you can sow a seed and God turn around and, and, and talk about favor where you was living beneath their kingdom privileges and all of a sudden you're able to bless other people. That don't make sense in the natural. Who could figure that out? How you could put seed in the ground and you raise it up and now it's driving you to church. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear what I, somebody going to get that. I got in the car this morning. And when I tell you my, my soul felt just, just, I was like a, <laughs> my son drove me to church this morning. No, y'all, y'all didn't hear me. My son drove me to church this morning. Now, what's so good about that? Christina drives me. That's good news. But now I got an extra just in case one not here. Y- y'all not hearing me. Y'all, don't, y'all not hearing me. Came downstairs. I ain't had to wake nobody up. Serving. Like I used to have to have people to come to ch- help you and make sure you get in the car. My boy said, Mama, what all I need to take? Early. He was early. Early wasn't morning. Ha! Then he took it to the car. And as soon as we got in the car, he started praying over the services, over me, over the car. Okay, let's ride. And then put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> we were sitting in the office and the girls was helping me with my hair. They was, you know, Mom, let's try this style today. I said, okay, that's a little bit different. Here, let me do it. Christina, she took my notes and started, because I had a few things I just, Mom, let me put them on a note card for you. Then Christina over there, let's see what we're going to do here. And then Rex Jr. I said, okay, God, I can get used to this. But in the natural, you can't understand how you sow the seed. And then one day, that seed grew up. So never try to understand kingdom with your natural mind. It don't make sense. There were many a days that I was in ho- at the house with my kids, and the devil tried to make me think that it was never going to end. But somebody say, seasons change. You just keep on working it. You don't have to believe for winter to come, because just as sure as you keep living, it cometh. My seasons have changed. We'll never go back to that. Somebody said, you'll never see that again. That's why you got to see yourself and see what God has said about your family. Oh, well, you bragging on your family. Well, what else would you want me to say? Yeah, I'm bragging on God. If you're not bragging on your family, I will be taking notes. Let me start speaking over this trifling child of mine to act like he don't know if he going to come. Let me speak over him. If pastors have showed me in the word that I can line my mouth up and call this wayward child in, that you are a queen, you are. Let me start. And instead of getting angry, I would get excited. Then it don't have to always be like this, God. Or you think, see, you just think your kid's perfect. No, I think you're fractured and you're hearing things from a fractured mindset. Because nobody said that or implied that. We have common sense to know that no one is perfect but God. See, but when I'm fractured, I hear things from an envious mindset. Everybody's not bragging uh, the way you're thinking about bragging. We're bragging on God to let people know that it can happen. And we're still working our process. So don't think I'm sitting here saying that we have arrived, but I keep speaking it. We keep saying it. Keep calling those things to be not just yet as though they were. I visualize our kids working with us in ministry. That was a prayer when I would come into the church with nobody but me and Jesus, that they would be able to and want to be with us. 
you can't expect for kids to just automatically grow up and want something that you never showed them to desire. I don't want to go to Africa. Why? I don't know Africa exists. There are parents right now who just, I mean, you just haphazardly throwing your seed out there and think it's going to produce a good harvest. It don't work like that. You plant what you want to see harvest. If I want collard greens because I don't care for turnips, I can't just throw any seed out there and get mad at harvest time when I don't have the collards. Well, the world, they just, that's what they do. Well, then don't be mad when you get the world results. I was telling our kids on last night, I thank God for their father. Sometimes I think he can take it over the top, but the way I see about the world right now, you need good fathers that can, can. Someone was telling me about a young lady whose boyfriend sold her into trafficking. Boyfriend. And I was thinking, I had a conversation with our kids, and I was like, listen, that's why we need to learn how to be led by Holy Spirit, and then you need a good covering that can speak into your life. Because see, see, the Lord will show me and your daddy that Bozo got another agenda. But see, when you're so grown, and I'm not saying this happened to that young lady. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to use this for an example of how teaching our kids how not only to honor God, but honor the God in your covering, in your parents. Have somebody that can speak into your life. That Jeremiah's when you can't see it, somebody else can see what you can't see. That's where your protection, your freedom. So you got a boyfriend that you've been dating. And see, I'm going to tell you about the devil. He'll wait you out. He probably didn't do it the first six months. I'm going to ride you out because I got 100000 coming. See, money make folk money. They'll do some things strange for some change. Y'all better know how to hear from God. <laughs> he probably held that out. He might have been two years thinking about that 100000 They might not even gave him 100 And the next thing you know, she think I'm meeting you at the hotel. I'm finna get me some. You finna get some, all right, because he done sold your butt right on down the stream. Say, parents ain't seen you. Then they say the daddy went to jail because he found the young man and killed him. And I, and I told our kids to see, that's the kind of thing that we don't want to have to happen. Right. I, one of the things that I, I just, I pray for, this is a true story, that, that, that children would have parents who, who want to hear from God. So that you can help protect them. Even if your child 30 years old, somebody, you, you need Anybody but me feel like this? Don't you want somebody in your life that can see what you can't see? And maybe your mom and your daddy couldn't do it, but ask God to lead you to a true shepherd that can undergird you, that can help you make a, a, a wise decision. The Bible said there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. I was a grown-behind woman when I met Pastor Riggs, pastoring. But I had sense enough to know in the spiritual realm that there's deceptive spirits out here. I flew to Los Angeles, California and paid for a plane ticket to get before my seers to see if they could see something I couldn't see because I saw some muscles and I thought they looked good. <laughs> fine, still fine. And mine. Fine, fine. Well, I don't think so. You don't need to think so because I do. I told the kids last night, I said anything he do, he don't play. One of Rexy's friends from high school sent him a text message yesterday. Me and the kids out riding. Can you ask your daddy where he got that suit from and shoes? I want to save some money. I said, he ain't going to be able to do that one no time soon. I said, because he don't play. 
and it was custom made what he had on. But you know, not bragging. I hear you see a, a fractured person, they think I'm bragging. I'm bragging on God. But I told them, I said, y'all know he never played. Now, if he want to play, he'll play. But if he don't want to play, he going to slay. That's what he going to do. And they think no more about it. I had my little jean dress hanging up. I was going to wear Saturday. I just put it out, took it out Friday. And I walked in the room, and I saw what he, I said, no, you can't do that, Tracy Riggs. You can't, you can't play. You can't, he, he ain't playing it. I, I was going to see if he was going to play or not. Because he was going to play, I was going to play with him. But when I saw he wasn't playing, I said, no. We 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 not gonna play. We can't. He ain't playing this time. <laughs> but I had sense enough to know in the spiritual realm that I wasn't getting ready to marry no man because he look good, because he sound good. The devil can look good and sound good. The Bible said he'll change himself into a minister of light. But when you got a good covering and people that know how to hear, you are a foolish man or woman that don't want to get no wisdom. He fine, but ain't nobody never met him. You you know what you're doing. Because you won't bring him around the seers. And I would have my mind made up. And I prayed over our kids. And I pray our spiritual children. But I've told them that respect the God in us enough that if we say something, mama not trying to keep you from marriage. Daddy not trying to keep you from, we want you to, when the time is right and, and, and the Lord knows what you need, you got my blessing. But when the time not right, and you bring bozo in my face and want me to say I'm in agreement, homie can't play that. And your daddy not going to do it. And one thing about us, my kids will tell you when we with you, we with you. But if you're doing some foolery and you want me to co-sign on it, I can't co-sign. Now, am I going to love you? We're going to keep loving you. But we're not going to keep supporting your foolery. Driving pretty, you're looking pretty. But if you decide to go with Bozo, I pray he can handle that. Bozo going to have to handle that. Y'all didn't hear me. He going to have to handle that because we, we just cannot get an agreement with anything, thank you, Holy Ghost, that God is not in agreement with. But what about grace? That's the love. We still love you. You can call mama anytime, day or night. You can call daddy. But we're going to speak truth to you. And if you don't respect us enough to hear the truth, we're going to respect you enough to let you stay right on over there as we pray for you. Okay, y'all looking at me in this tone of voice. Somebody say rottenness to the bones is envy, and it can cause disease in the body. There's enough light for everybody to shine. The second characteristic I'm going to give you guys that you're going to have to have as you cross over for this takeover, you're going to have to know who you are, and you're going to have to expect a better life. I got to expect things to get better. Somebody said it won't always be like this, as if I believe. Now, it's going to stay the same if you're not a believer. But now that I know who I am in Christ, I found that the slate has been washed clean. No, uh-uh. I expect things to be better. God will always meet us at our level of expectation. Let me give you another one. Somebody said, well, Pastor Tracy, I don't know about that one. Okay, because you still got the envy spirit. Go to James chapter 3. For those who still want it, I'm going to show you how dangerous it is. James chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. James chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. Not envious of anybody. You don't have to be when you know who you are. Just know that God have a better life for you. And somebody say, what God got for me, it's reserved for me. Can't nobody else get it. It's just for you. Didn't he tell Jeremiah, I ordain you a prophet? 
That was his specific assignment. God have a specific assignment for you that can't nobody take. I don't care how many prophets in the nation. You are called to be one of the ones that he wants to use. So stop being jealous. I'm not going to be envious of anybody. And I thought about it this morning, even when our pastor, pastor so and say, Rexy graduation didn't catch him off guard. Okay, let me go over here. Well, I want to do it for my child. Do you so and say? Are you asking for specific instructions on how to do this, and you're not waiting until the child is 17 years old, 10 days before the graduation, to say what you want God to do? Well, maybe it's not graduation. Are you waiting to 10 days before Super Sunday to tell God what you want him to do? And you better move now, God. Okay. Keep stomping your toe and feet and pray everything be all right. Blood pressure up high. Prepare. Plan. If I want a vegetable garden, I can't wait till harvest time and throw some seed out there. And then mad with Sister Moore because her garden coming up pretty. And then she won't give me no collard greens because she don't have enough for her family, only for her family. And I'm mad with her because she won't give me no collard greens. You know I like cucumbers. Well, if you like them that much, why didn't you think about that some months ago? I'm not doing that no more, Minister Jerry. Those days are over for Tracy Riggs. And I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna apologize. Anymore, I'm going to be unapologetically me and walk unapologetically in my blessings and my newness of life. And those who don't like it, I thought about a song, Miss Gilliam. You're going to remember this when the kids just singing. If the devil don't like it, what they used to say. Who remember that song? He can sit on a tack. Okay, but if you have bitter envy, wow, and self-seeking in your heart. See, a lot of that stuff is a matter of a heart. The heart. That's why some people can't cross over. Your heart not right. If you can't celebrate with those who are celebrating, you're not even ready for a manifestation. And you can't fool people. Well, let me say it this way. You can fool some of the people what they say some of the time, but you can't fool God none of the time. He knows what's in the heart. You can try to trick Pastor. Oh, Pastor, I love you. Why we don't never see you? Why you never support? Why you never give? We don't say that, but you act like we can't see it. That's deception. But see, God, he see it and he know it. Listen at this, it says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not, what? Descend from above, but it's what? You, you carnal, okay? But it's earthly, sensual, and guess what? It's demonic. It's from the devil. For where envy, somebody say envy, and self-seeking exists, Confusion and every evil thing are there. When you're selfish, you can't support somebody else. You envious of somebody. See, James, people who like that. The Bible, now this is the Bible, confusion. You wonder why you're always confused about your life. And it says, and every evil thing are there. So I'm going to tell you, stop trusting these people who are showing you they're jealous, they're envious, and they're selfish. Those of you guys who are getting ready to go off to school, and, and you, you, you just got to be careful. I was telling someone recently that jealous spirit, it, 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 it don't discriminate. Let me, let me, why do I have to stay here? There is somebody can be jealous of the way God made you to look. Well, I mean, I can't help I'm light-skinned and y'all caught up on the darkness. I want to be black myself. Black eye. Pastor told me the sun was hitting him yesterday. I said, I can't wait to see you. I want you to be chocolate when you get back. 
said, I'm talking about real chocolate. I said, just keep riding. Take your helmet off. Put on your some booty shorts. Y'all didn't hear that? I want your black, black, blue, black. But there are people who are jealous because of the way you look. What was that, Norbert? Don't sit there. But how I look. <laughs> Y'all didn't get that. So you think that there are not people, Denise, who could be envious because you have good grades. And the devil will tell them, put some in her glass. You're just trying to hang out. You think we all buddies. The, the devil will have people because they're envious. <laughs> can, can I use your homework? Yeah, you can take my notes, but on purpose they give you the wrong notes because they want to see you fail because they envious because you're a straight-A student. Who, who needs to hear? I'm trying to give you some wisdom. Because your parents believe God and bought you a new car, and I'm walking. So now I got to build up some lies on you. I got to do something, Joseph, to try to incriminate you. This is for real. Then you got people who you say, that's my sister in the Lord. We the ride or dies. But they want to see you fail. Everything you tell them, they, they got to tell somebody. They got to spread it. And you wonder, well, well, how come everybody on the street know my business? Because the one that you trust, that, that pretend like they're your friend, huh, they the one that told, told on you. I, it's never failed. Every time I've seen, and this was back in the day because y'all helped me, any young girls that get pregnant that don't want nobody to know, and you know it's going to come out because, like, that stomach ain't going to protrude. But every time it gets out, guess who usually tell it? Somebody they trust, that they told Guess who told it? Now, now you mad with me. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't said nothing. I was trying to help you. But your close friend that you told that y'all, you know, that, that's really jealous because she glad that you got pregnant because she been telling folks you think you better than everybody else. So now she, really, she glad that you got the lot that you've been set, said you've been served. I don't know who needs to hear this, Lord Jesus. For where envy and self-seeking exists, a selfish person, confusion, and every evil thing are there. Now, the Bible says that. Why are you trying to act like it's not? The Lord said, pay attention. Envy have signs that follow it. You can't hide envy. I don't care what you say. You, can, you can't tell me you love somebody and you don't ever want to support when nothing they do. Why you didn't? I had this to do, Pastor, you know. Well, well, I saw you post such and such. You can't post mine? Well, you didn't post my stuff. See, that's not how I work in the kingdom. You undergird your leader. And half the time, we can't support. I'm going to tell you why we can't support what you do. I'm going to tell you why, for those who wonder why we can't support certain things. Because, see, if I put yours up, uh, seem like I support you. And I ain't seen her in months and years, and I don't put hers up. Guess what's gonna happen then? I can't come to your graduation, whether I want to come or not. Because if I come to Shonda's graduation, and next month, when it's time for Drill's graduation, and I can't come, the first thing the devil gonna tell Drill, because half the folks ain't built up, I know she wouldn't do it. Mentally, they already fractured. Suffering from rejections. The church hurt. No, you just hurt. Past ain't hurt you. You was hurt when you got here. 
So then Envy started riding in. Well, Pastor Talk does Zenobia more than me. Could you have you ever thought about maybe where spiritually she is, she can have a conversation with her that maybe she can't have with you? I've tried it before. There are people I've tried to have conversations with, and when we got through, I'm like, what happened? How did we go from making lemonade to now you mad because I said sugar need to go in there? What was wrong with that? If I got to think about everything I tell you, I got to pray over our conversations. Guess what that means? That's too much work for me. I can't do that, James. If I got to hang up with you and tell you, you know, we, we praying about you talking to me about you and Danielle and we praying about you shouldn't have to tell me. Now, Pastor, don't tell this. Did, should you have to tell me on a conversation that I say I love you when you come to me? There's conversations you and I have had before y'all got married that I would take to the grave. But he ain't got to tell me. Pastor, don't say this. If you got to say that, okay, let me. If I got to leave you and I'm heavy, I done got blessed with the car. And I can't drive it to your house because I don't know what you fixing to say. Then that's a sign. Do you hear what I'm saying? We, let me talk about the house of judgment. Let's begin in the house of God. You got pastors that can't associate with other pastors, other ministries. Because you might have 50 more people than me, and now the devil trying to tell me, that, really? It's enough heathens for every church to be full. I'm not being funny. And then have you thought about it? There are some people who like crowds. That don't mean that he's more anointed than you are, but if you fractured and your mind not there, now you envious with the man because God just sent him some souls and you believe God. Let me see how the devil would twist stuff. And I tell our kids this all the time. Not that you're like this, but I want you to be aware because the enemy likes division. Don't ever let him use anybody to compare you with your siblings or anybody around you. told Christina, you riding pretty, and guess what? He riding pretty. You got what you asked for, he got what he asked for. And now some of you guys, you're not asking big enough, and you mad with those of us who've been asking big, and we done gone big. Yeah, done gone big. Y'all, I know we got to go. Why she sounding like that? Trying to talk to, the, talk to that spirit that's got you, Jeremiah's playing it on a small level. And envy will not get it because that's when you're going to start being confused. See, when you start being envious, that's when you start comparing your life with somebody else. You got to expect a better life for you. And if my pastors have believed God and I see them excelling, I'm not going to be jealous. I'm going to be, guess what, anticipating the next move is mine, God. I thank you that just like you showed out on them, if I follow them as they follow you, what you got for me is for me. And I'm next. Somebody say, I'm next. This person told me, well, well, my, 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 they work it every day and they can't do it. I don't know why they can't do it. Are they honoring God? Now, what my Bible did tell me, if I seek first the kingdom, and we know it's not based upon conditions, right? But I do know that the scriptures say everything I need and the things I want will be added. He said, delight yourself in me. That means make yourself flexible and pliable. First of all, I'm going to start asking people this. This is why I say, who are you committed to? What's your covering? Who's your pappy? Where you come from? 
See, you say you're tithing, but you're tithing into the ground that God told you to. Are you eating at McDonald's and paying Applebee's? Are you dishonoring God? Do you have your mouth where it's not supposed to be? And instead of you fertilizing your seed and your soil, you over here playing on my turf. We got we to gotta understand that you can't just do what you want to do and expect to see results. You want to do, I did it my way. That's why it's not working. And it's God's way. Let me tell you, it's other highway. <laughs> That's how it works in the kingdom. So I can't be envious of anybody else if I'm not working. The system, God's system that they're working. I don't know who needs to hear this. Nothing that you wear, nothing that you put on. And let me give, this, give a nugget about us. I'm going to give you all this nugget about Pastor Rex Averick Sr. and our family. He has never bought anything for anybody that he didn't first of all honor God. And I ain't talking about a little bit. I got a call from, I was nervous. I said, Lord, what she want with me, the pastor wife? I said, what she want with me, God? You know, I what, I, what she want? We doing something special, and I want y'all to be involved. Lord, as I said, that's that favor. See, when you sow like that, I can't say, you know, but <laughs> special. And you can't be mad or envious with anybody that have sacrificed that have honored God, that stretched, somebody say stretched, beyond their ability to stretch. Now, some people stretch, but they're they not going to the, you know, the maximum of the stretching. When you have stretched yourself beyond, guess what? It gets attention. Ooh, I heard this, and not just God. He'll make men, okay, give unto your bosom. Favor, uncommon favor takes place when you honor God on that type of level. So don't let the devil deceive you. Nobody in this world has a reason to be envious of anybody else, especially children of God. Why we had to go here today? Envy will have you not even able to congratulate somebody. You know they look good. You know that was a great achievement. You can't even say. So from now on, this is how I want to do the envy check. Why can't I do that? Why can't I congratulate you? Abrana graduated at the top of her class. Why can't I congratulate her? Why can't, why can't, I can like yours, but I, 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 I can't love it. Why can't I? If I see my leaders doing something, I can't, I can't love what you do. You need to ask yourself, why can't I? If you see your sibling or your spouse or anybody doing anything of an accomplishment and you can't say nothing, well, how you know I can't? Because you didn't. That's a sign. You know what am I envious? I do this all the time. When I see other women of God and they're succeeding and they're doing something good and I have to stroll by you, I'm going to ask myself, why can't I? Why can't I? Somebody say, why can't I? And then why don't I? Well, you talking about social media? See, mine fractured. In life, period. We should be able to applaud. We should be able to congratulate. What do you mean? This is Bible. Iron should be sharpened in iron. The Bible said we rejoice with those who rejoice. Okay, they looking at me. Let's close because I know y'all don't have time. We'll finish off next week. Can I give y'all one more? Y'all just want to, I know, we, I'll let y'all go because people can't handle this. It's just too much word. Go to Psalms 32 and 8 and let's close. They can't handle It's too much word. Psalms 32 and 8. You know, we can watch movies all day long. 
But me personally, I stay up in here to Jesus get back if I'm getting some help. If you're tired of being stuck, you're tired of being, who like being envious? Who like walking around here having stuff on you that you don't know what's on you? That's like going to the gynecologist and you know you got odors going on and you want to talk about your back. It's bleeding off on everybody else, smelling up the place when you walk in a room and you want the gynecologist coming in and talk to you about your back. No, let's sit in. How many x-rays we got to do? Let's take them. Let's do what we got to do because I'm tired of walking around here foul like that. There are Christians who are walking around here foul like that. Churches all over America. And you're talking about church hurt. I was taking a bath the other day, and I was listening to somebody talk about church hurt, and I'm pissing to let y'all go. And the Lord talked to me just as plain. I promise you, can't be as clear. A lot of the stuff people saying church hurt are fractured people. And when I'm fractured, everything, somebody, thank you, Damien, everything, somebody, pastor didn't speak to me. No, you think about your daddy that ain't spoke to you since you was five. So the first time Pastor Rex walked through the door, he got his mind on Jesus. He didn't even see you. Now you're suffering from rejection because your mama and your daddy rejected you. So when pastor don't call you back after the first call and he don't care and he ain't going to do it, told Rex Jr., I bind up that generation of habit. You won't do that in the name of Jesus. Cast out that demon. When you see your mama text what I tell you, you better ask it right there. Five days later, I could have been in the room dead somewhere, son. I know where you got that from. Rex Jr. Y'all don't tell pastor. <laughs> Man, this thing is real. People are fractured. And you pick up paradigms. I was looking at our kids. I got to go. I, can't, I promise you they, picked up, they pick up stuff without you knowing it. Christina wants to drive. She would drive to South Carolina, well, North Carolina and turn around if I let her. She, she wants to just drive, okay? So yesterday we in the car. We just, where we going, boo? Well, we going to just drive. To, we going to find a Bucky's. I said, oh, okay. We driving. We just driving. So of course, she ain't got to worry about no gas, so she, she riding, okay? She ain't got to think about no gas. So I'm sitting in the back. We just rolling. Then she tell me, Mama, this is a good day. I said, what is it? Sun shining. I'm driving. I'm thinking, yeah, you don't have no worries. You ain't got to worry about no gas. This is a great day for whoever worried about gas. Just learn how to just rest in yard. Christina was just driving. We just, you know, we got into some trash. Mom, it's just a great day. Then she went on to say, because, see, I remember I said, now, what's she finna say now? Because I told you, the only thing she remembered about her childhood, any whooping she ever got was the one I threw a shoe. That's all she remembered. Go ahead, shoe. And she remembered I threw the shoe. And I'm like, well, boo, if your mama threw the shoe, you say I did, I don't remember. When you tell the story, tell me what you was doing when I threw the shoe. Because I'm not going to throw a shoe. Somebody said she got delivered from the shoe ministry. But anyway, she went back down memory lane to talk about how when we were young. Mom, you remember we lived in Alabama? Mm-hmm. And you would put us in the trunk, and we would go all the way to Jackson, Alabama. How far was that? I said about an hour, about an hour. You would stop us by the dollar store. She, you know, that's all I had, dollar store money. But anyway, and we get all the snacks. And go, yeah, just treat yourself. Just knock yourself dead. Whatever y'all want, just go to the dollar store and go crazy. And back then, we had the truck with the DVD player, so we will just ride. And, you know, listen to the DVD, and they listen to the DVD, and they don't know. I was still in the way to Jesus. That was my time to talk to the Lord. But she got it in her spirit. And then she told me, well, I know where you got that from. <laughs> so she was trying to validate why she liked to ride. What's the point being made? You pick up stuff. I never told her, 
you need the dress. She said whenever she's at school, she's going through a stressful time, what she want to do, she want to get in the car, and she wants to say, quick, Christine, don't drive all the way to Alabama because you feel it. Just, you know I say? Just try to take it local. Do a 30-minute ride out. Come on back. Don't, don't, you don't have to go all the way to the Mobile and come back, to get, you know. But the point I'm trying to make is we pick up stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So when people come into ministries, guess what? You bring whatever that was. Do, do you hear me? So if you start coming to the ministry and all of a sudden pastor talks to you about taking long rides by yourself, the pastor didn't hurt you. You're thinking about your background. Please hear me. So a lot of this church hurt, and I'm closing out, is people who've been fractured that did not deal with seeing themselves now the way God see them. And when God bring you to a ministry and leaders, we are called to bring out the best in you. Ooh, guess what I just heard. But sometimes the bringing out the best First, it'll bring out the beast. Because what you mean? Now that spirit don't want nobody to deal with it because you've been rebellious. You're used to doing whatever you want to do. You've never had nobody to hold you accountable. So when pastor talked to you about being late, you heard things the way you are. So now I didn't raise my voice. I just encouraged you, and now you the left time about somebody hurt you. No, you fractured. I don't know who needs to hear this, but God said you don't have to be envious and jealous because what? I will instruct you. Listen, let's read this. Ready to go? Ready? Let's read. Let's go. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. See what that says in the Passion Tamron. I'm done. I know it's been a minute, but somebody might not hear me no more. You needed this today. You needed this. I hear the Lord saying, listen, he's speaking right. I will stay close to you. Ooh, is this not good? Somebody said he'll stay close. Shay Shay in the midnight hour. He will stay close, and no matter what y'all go through, Brittany, do y'all hear me? God said, I won't leave you. There are times when I'm thinking about, God, how can I make it? You know, especially when, when the enemy try to attack you and the people that you used to depend on, they're not there anymore. God said, I will instruct you. I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. Somebody say, for my life. God has a unique plan for every one of us. He says, I will advise you. Along the way, you just take one step. Didn't I say it was finished before you got started? He says, I will guide you. Oh, God, I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes. What? As your guide. So don't make it difficult. Oh, my God. God is trying to help people. But because of the mental, my God, being mentally fractured, he says, look, don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you not. What? been before there are some strategic plans as you cross over for the takeover you got to hear and he says what don't make me tug you and pull you along good what just come with me give him a shout of praise man man's rejection i know it's a cliche but i found it to be most of the time it's god's protection what God got for you, for you, you don't have to be envious. Prepare yourself. Start seeing your life the way God said it could be. For those of us who are parents, see your children the way God said that they, that they could be. Well, I don't know what he said. Read your Bible. Find out. But I'm hearing this strong. Don't be envious of anybody. Because when I'm envious, you know what I'm ultimately saying? God, I don't believe in what you have for me. I'm envious of, of Andre because she got curly hair. So what you trying to say? That God didn't make your hair? The way it need to be. She can't, she don't have to. That's how people would do. Or envious with you because you, you're, you're whatever it might be. Because you can speak well. 
work on yours. And if you want curly hair that bad, buy some. It's okay. If, 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 it's the, if it bothers you that bad because she got curl, natural curly hair, and I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for, but I'm hearing this loud. Work on you. Instead of me focusing on Andre is a natural fast, work on your 22. Some of us, and I can't speak for anybody else, we have to work on it. Let, let me go over here. What do you mean work on it? I know that I don't want to be a 22. Now, if you're a 22, nothing's wrong with you. I'm saying me. For me to be comfortable, I'm not comfortable at a 22. So guess what I have to do? I have to be conscious and aware of this, and I work on this. I don't eat everything that want to eat me. Y'all didn't get that. <laughs> want to eat you, yeah, because you act like it, it, it's calling your name. You're calling my name. The cake's calling you. No. If I know that I don't like how I'm looking, then you are in control. We are free moral agents. There's not a food that's ever been invented that can make you eat it. I don't know who needs to hear this. But see, when you feel like you're stuck and the enemy mess with your mind, you'll become envious. But somebody say, come along with God. He want to take you somewhere you've never been. After I line my mouth up with God's plan for my life, do you know I'm doing some things I never thought I would do? I like the way Anita Baker said, I'm, it's amazing loving you. I'm doing things I never thought I'd do. Please let me share this as I close out. What, have I been three hours? <laughs> I'm trying to close out. The life that we live now, we're not where we're going. It's like a dream, y'all. But we plan for it. We're not where we're going. But I'm saying as I watch our kids growing up, I'm like, wow, God, this morning I was like, it really came to pass. It's coming to pass. But when I was in it, the devil didn't want me to see it. He tried to make me feel like I had been sentenced to motherhood, like it couldn't get no better. What are you saying? He wants to cloud your vision, whatever it is that's going on in your life. It's bigger than what you see right now. But once again, if you can see it, you can be it. Somebody say, I'm crossing over for the takeover. Now give him a shout of praise.